Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Thiessen. With me today is the woman who knows how to set personal boundaries, Alex Standy. This is your daily dose of happy. We are so happy you decided to join us today. Dan Mangana is not going to be able to join us today. He'll be with us next week, hopefully. Uh, well, actually, next week he might not either, because that's right. The first of the month, he always has something else going. So two weeks from today, Dan will be joining <laughs> us again. But uh, we're glad uh, to have Alex with us today. And uh, despite the fact that she's been going through all kinds of stuff, she's still got her happy on. I, I got to give you credit for that, girl. That, that's not an easy thing to do. So well done for you. Thank you. I try. You do very, very well. Very, very well. <laughs> and we're welcoming back Corey Hilton, who we had on the show about, what was it, six weeks ago, Corey, I think it was? Somewhere like around. I loved it so much, Walt, yeah. I had to book right away and come back on. I'm, this Ooh, is a little bit of a, this is a, this is a addicted podcast. I'll tell you, it is. You, it's very that. addictive. Worse than drugs. No, I'm just kidding. It's great. Well, I really appreciate you. Just, just change the word worse to better and you got it. Better than drugs. Oh, my God. Better than oh, that's, yeah. that's something. <laughs> I got to get what I'm going to give some kudos to Alex. So I got to be it's like one of those things where things when you're having a bad day and you're able to get through all that. It's a time when people should say they're proud of you for doing that. Everybody always says I'm proud of you when you have some accomplishment that you get. But when you're going through tough times, that's when people need to be saying that they're proud of you. That's so true. kudos to you if you're going through some stuff and you're still in happy zone. Proud of you for that. Thank for you. And I barely even know you. We've just known each other for five minutes on the screen. So there you go. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> this is true. But you know, we did have a great time, though, the last time you were on the show. And, of course, we heard all the story about, you know, the exotic dancing career and all that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah but I didn't. There was well, a couple stories. We didn't well, tell all of them. We, we got we to gotta give her a little bit of a background on that. And I need and a little like taste. Like, like we were talking about before, we, we were going to have you back because you had so many cool stories to tell. So why don't we just get started? Oh, you man. can give her like a, a little overview of what you went, what you were doing, what you went through, and just bring a story to kind of illustrate it for Alex. Wow. Do you want to cringe or laugh or cry? Take your pick. All of it. All of it. Everyone, all of every it. last bit oh, of it. Oh, my God. Okay. I'll give you one of I want all, all the emotions this hour. I'll give you a cringeworthy <laughs> laughing moment and a crying moment that man, might be crying tears of joy after it's finished. It's something that ridiculously funny. So... I'll just give you a little background. I was actually a male dancer for uh, 25 years of my life from the age of 17. Yes, you heard that right. 17 till 43 years old. I was underage when I actually got in the industry. No, I was not in any way exploited. I actually wanted to go into the industry. That's a question I get asked a lot. But I will say that um, when I went through that game, um, you know, there's a lot of things in the background that people didn't understand. They didn't know what it was really like behind that velvet rope. So I wrote a book about it. And in that book, there was a lot of actually funny stories. There was some stuff that was pretty hardcore. There was some things that were pretty raunchy. There was like all sorts of mixed bag of things, but it was made, basically made you entertained, excited, and inspired the whole nine yards when you read it. Mm -hmm. But one of the funny stories that I have that I always like to tell was one of my brutal, most brutal injury stories. Now, well, did I tell you guys any injury stories last time? I can't remember if I mentioned it. I don't remember an injury story per se. Yeah. So I'll say no, but well, we'll kind of do it conditionally. People love hearing about people's pain. It's like, mm -hmm. you know, that's why mm -hmm. jackass is so great. That's why jackass is so popular. Everybody likes to see somebody fall flat on their face, right? Well, yep. when you see a male dancer do that, it's even better because let's face it, people <laughs> want to see, you know, the stripper guy that's up there doing his egotistical stuff. And then all of a sudden he just falls flat on his face. It's like, you're like, oh, but at the same time, you're kind of like, yeah. So anyway, this is what happened. I was doing a show and it was, it was in this very original nightclub called Berry Tees in Edmonton, Alberta, like the frigid zone of Canada. Like it's literally like a refrigerator there, like most of the year. And so I was out there and I was doing the show and it was in the round. So it was like, you have the, the dance floors right in the dead center. And there's like this crowd of girls it's all the way around in seats and then what they did was is it was kind of sunken down so they raised the dance floor up like six feet mm. and they put it on this they, they have the scaffolding material and then on top of the scaffolding materials all plywood across this massive dance floor so i used to do this one move that i, I only had like i think five moves in my entire career that i threw a different spin on every time that i did it that's all you need honest. That's all you really need. So I went ahead and did this show where I used to do this spin move. And I, it was like I'd spin and spin and go all the way across from one side of the stage to the other side of the stage. So I did this one move, spinning, spinning, spinning. And then I used to stop and plant and then like kind of kick myself out the other direction. And when I'd stop and plant, I wouldn't even look where I planted. I'd look in the other direction, kind of the old. And I looked the other way and I went to plant my foot. But the problem was I planted my foot into air. Oh yeah. no, there he goes. <laughs> yeah. And so like I, instead of actually like planting, 
I actually hit the corner, like the very edge of that stage. I hit it right on my ankle and I was in a G string. Okay. Like I was already stripped down. I was in a G string. So like I scraped from my ankle all the way down the inside of my leg, all the way down and then bounced my crotch literally right off the side of the stage and flipped right over and ended up like on the ground. Oh, I would have paid to see that. Laying there six feet down. So the crowd's going wild. And then all of a sudden it just went, Oh. <laughs> dead silence, like just dead silence, right? And so everybody, all my group of guys come running up. They think I broke my leg or something. I'm laying on the ground. I'm bleeding. Like, I'm just like, oh, shit, right? So I end up getting up, and I scrape my sorry butt up. And they're thinking, oh, yeah, he's done, right? No, no, no. I just end up getting <laughs> back up on the bloody stage. I'm like, this, this isn't going to stop. must go me. on. Yeah, this has got to go on. Blood, guts, whatever. Just go with it, right? <laughs> So I get up back on this bloody stage. I throw my blanket down. And up here in Canada, I don't know if you guys are aware down the States, but we have loonies and toonies for bills here for dollars and $2 coins. We have them. They're called loonies and toonies. So, of course, the girls tip a lot of loonies and toonies. So it's sort of like one of those things where a lot of the dancers would throw a blanket down on the stage or whatever. And the girls would just throw money at you because there was a three-foot barrier at that time. You couldn't get mm-hmm. that up in the face, right? So all these girls, after I fell off the stage and I'm bleeding all over the place, laying on my blanket, they all come up and they would never have normally tipped me the way that they did. But I had a line up across the bloody bar because they're all sitting there going, we got to give some sympathy to this poor son of a bitch. Like, I mean, what was, what? I mean, good Lord. I mean, it was, it was just one of those things. So I just think to myself, sometimes I look back on that moment, as much pain as it was, and as, 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 as crappy as it was to do it, it's one of the one memories out of my entire 25 year career that I I'll always look back on and laugh, but I also have the other side of it where it was like oh the nice side of the girls at ladies night they decided to actually help me out and throw a few loonies into my my on my blanket to make me feel better about my sorry ass that day so anyway, <laughs> I just tell you a little little story about the one of the more compromising positions that i was in in the industry so I, I, I have to bet i'm sitting here and i'm thinking to myself was it really worth it <laughs> I mean, seriously, you just injured yourself in a big way. Yeah, you did it in a, also in a very humiliating way. That's another thing entirely. True. But, yeah. but, but you did it in a, in a major way and you got yeah. paid for it. And yeah. how much pain do you have to go through to get paid? Yeah, thank God, Walt, it wasn't an everyday occurrence, right? Like, yeah, right. I mean, and, the funny, and the great thing, the, the great thing, I think the best thing about it was it was the, before the age of smartphones where everybody's recording everything, right? So if yeah. that had happened today, <laughs> I'd have had like a bazillion hits on YouTube right now. I probably would be retired based on just the amount of YouTube hits I would have right. got if I had posted it up. Oh my so God. pretty they, crazy they, stuff. They, so. they, they have some sort of a crowdfunding thing for you. You'd be a millionaire at that point, right? <laughs> go fund, me. Go oh, fund the male God. stripper. Yeah, yeah go right. fund the male stripper, the poor guy, you know. Oh, like the evening news, you know, new crowdfunding oh. sends $150 million to a stripper who fell down on the stage yeah. and bled all over the planet. What? <laughs> Feel for the guy. Yeah. Right? No, it's, it's funny. I, I even <laughs> chuckle to myself sometimes when I think about like having this, you know, as a, as an issue that I had, an inner issue that I had for so many years, this, this, the, the subconscious block of having lack. And always worrying about the what ifs in life. Now I don't worry about the what ifs in life. I really more worry about the what if nots in life. That's what I think about more now. But mm-hmm. back before I used to always think about lack and just like, oh, you know, what if this happens? What if this happens? All that BS that everybody does. But the irony of that is, is how could I have been thinking that way? You know, what if I don't have enough money? It was always kind of about money, but I was the guy that was having money literally thrown at him for 25 years of his life. And I'm sitting there deflecting it, worrying about all the what ifs. That's not being abundant. You know, I should just be, thank you. Accept the abundance. Thank you, my lady friend, for giving me this. You know, there's like an obvious disconnect going on there. I mean, you have oh. money literally being thrown at you, and yeah. you think that you're lacking it. That, that's yeah, really yeah. Weird, hey, weird dynamic, but it is true. Yeah. Looking back, connecting those dots now, mm. you know, from the past, right? It's kind of interesting and kind of an interesting this self discovery journey that I've been on. The irony of a lot of that stuff's been pretty crazy. So, okay, but I was so interested. You- no, you've, waited, you've, you've waited our appetite here, okay? Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, waited the okay. appetite. So, you want to hear another one? <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so back in the day, they used to actually have this per, this shampoo by the name of Pert. It still exists, I yep, think, out sure. there. Yep. And mm-hmm. Pert, before, about 20 years ago, had a different chemical formulation. In fact, that chemical formulation used to, believe it or not, if you put it under black lights, it used to glow bright green. Like really bright green. Wow. Doesn't do it anymore, I don't think. But back then, some of the dancers used to use it for shows because it was kind of a cool effect, right? You turn the black lights down, you pour it on your chest or whatever. The girls go crazy for the stupid green glowing stuff all over you. It's just 
the stuff. <laughs> so basically right. what you're saying is that pert had phosphorus in it. Possibly, yeah, yeah. Not probably the first thing that was horrible that went on or in my body. But what I'm saying is... <laughs> 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 it's all priorities, folks. It's all That's priorities. That's right. You got to do what you got to do, man. Like, Heck. Especially when you're a stripper. So I ended up out there and I'm doing, I was, I'll never forget the town. It was a small town, again in Alberta of all places, in Edson, Alberta. This small little town, maybe a group of maybe 20, 30 girls max at this show. They're all kind of sitting around. So I do my regular act and then like they go, cause the lights come down. I grab the pert shampoo. I pour the shit all over me and the, you know, the crowd goes wild, all that stuff. And then I wipe it all up after I'm finished the show. Glory days. Everything was good fine right well that song ended and then my encore song was a faster song so basically they uh -oh. the light they turned the lights back on well guess what ended up happening the glowing shampoo wasn't glowing anymore and i missed a major patch that i didn't wipe up it was like a big ass <laughs> puddle that was sitting there like really big right um, so, so i'm like so I'm just strutting around. I'm like, woohoo, doing my thing. And I just truck on by and I didn't even realize it. And just when he flicked the lights back off, like it was within like two seconds, he just went boop and flicked it back on to just black lights. I didn't even see it. Wet banana straight into that flood bloody thing flew straight up in the air, ass straight down in the middle of that puddle, took out the entire front row. The entire front <laughs> row had like glowing green pert shampoo all over those girls. Like they just got dosed with it right off my ass. Oh my God. So perfect. It's like they got butt splashed. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, you know, glowing shampoo mishaps were actually part of my literal career. So, you know, these are just the funny things you remember, right? Like that's what you remember. You don't remember all the, you know, the, the macho BS that's on stage. You remember the, the, when you landed your ass in a bunch of glowing shampoo. So yeah, anyway, that's a couple of good, good cringeworthy funny stories to start off this podcast. Probably why they stopped making pert shampoo. <laughs> it was all my fault. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was all I was talking fault. about the phosphorus, but okay. <laughs> I'm just glad that I wasn't invested in it. That means I didn't lose any money, so that's good. I like that. Right? They should have had, had a warning label on it. This is not stripper friendly. Like they just should have. Right. Just something should the label though. <laughs> <laughs> not everything needs a warning for everyone. <laughs> Common sense has to come in somewhere. Well, plus you have to get past the FDA. You have to get somebody in a bureaucratic office saying, okay, we got to do something for the strippers. I mean, that's hard oh. to do, you know? Well, no, yeah. all it does is it takes one stripper <laughs> to have <laughs> one accident and then now they got a whole disclaimer. <laughs> I know. This is I it's like know. the, um, what, oh, what's her name? The, uh, the Gorilla Glue Girl. Have you guys oh, heard about geez. that? I yeah. saw that. Oh my yeah. God. Like why? Like why? 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 <laughs> there wasn't even a show. It was no. Just, just did it. Like, no, at she least just... you could have been doing it for a show or something. But so oh. well, let me explain what had happened. Was okay. So in when you're doing black hair and you want to put it in a nice ponytail, you have to slick it down with a lot of gel. There's a gel called Gorilla Snot Glue Gel. Okay, and it's mm -hmm. it, it's very good gel. Okay, it's right. very thick. But this chick either ran out or. Mi missed and I don't know if she didn't look at the label or what happened, but anyway, she went she went with Gorilla Glue. Oh my God! And said and put it in her hair, and her hair didn't move for like three weeks. <laughs> didn't she have she had, surgery? She had to have surgery. Yeah. <laughs> it's not funny. Oh so she had that surgery, and they had to put her under and like. Uh, basically brush her hair with, with, with alcohol. They had to give her an alcohol bath to get all the glue out. And it took hours. And oh my God, it was horrible. You know what? But anyway, she's famous though? now. You know what would have worked instead of surgery though? What? Glowing green pert shampoo. I mean, <laughs> with the phosphorus in it. It makes sense to me. <laughs> That's right. That's probably what it would have worked. By the way, Corey, I don't know if you saw Debbie in the live stream posted somewhere. Some lady has a bright green butt print on her shirt somewhere that she framed yes. and keeps a black light on. Big back. Yeah. It, it was me. It's like when you touch a rock star's hand and you just never want to wash it again. It's the same sort of thing, right? <laughs> yeah, same exactly. Thing. <laughs> That's a status symbol statement right there. I kept the pert shampoo butt print. That's awesome.
No, well, it also makes an interesting point of conversation when somebody comes to visit. Like, what is that? <laughs> like, funny story. <laughs> funny story. Yes. <laughs> you know, these, these are two examples of like funny stories that I told friends of mine for so many years. You know, just randomly. Oh yeah, Corey, tell me a story. Okay, randomly pop a story off, and then all of a sudden, you should write a book. Yeah, I know I should. I should have <laughs> myself for years, right? So, about Same. time. You know, I had to wait till I was fifty years old to do it, but I finally did it. So. I don't know. Anyway, but did you enjoy it? Writing or falling in perch shampoo? Well, not so much the falling in the shirt, perch shampoo. I was thinking more like the writing, but oh, I mean, you can answer either way. Or... It's up to you. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the writing process was really cool. The writing process actually really, in a lot of ways, really um, changed me. And I mean mm-hmm. that in a really good way, um, because it started off really kind of like I was honestly, I'll tell you the truth. When I actually started writing my book, I actually took on a job doing security. Really? I took on a 12 hour a day or 12 hour a night, seven day a week security job. Now that's crazy, but I did it actually because I wanted to be paid to be able to sit there and actually voice note into my phone 25 years worth oh, of so stories. Oh, so this was deliberate then. It's very deliberate. Very wow. deliberate. So that's what I did. I'm wondering if the if the uh, security company got their money's worth. I mean, may, maybe it doesn't matter. Well, I'm they did. Afraid. Yeah, I, I I still did my job, but I'm just saying it was kind of interesting because like it wasn't that I was like striving to be a security guard. But what I'm saying is, right. is that it gave me the ability to make money while I was actually writing, and I sat there in my car in the middle of the winter and wrote my book like I on mean, a what, smartphone. What does, what does a security guard do? I mean, he sits there. I mean, there's not sits a whole there lot for hours, <laughs> nothing, right? So it's pretty straightforward. So, I know. Yeah. Look at the security at the Oscars. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh man, don't even start on that no, one. Don't go there now. Just no. don't do that. <laughs> it's like, oh geez, I got it. I've seen enough memes. I already get it. Oh, the <laughs> memes are killing me. The, the memes. memes just, yeah. <laughs> but no, but for real, actually, after I wrote the stories, like you know, and I had all that stuff compiled over God knows how many years worth of stories it got to that end point. I think I said this in the last show, but it's like, you know, I just didn't feel like it was enough. Like stories are great. Everybody likes to be entertained by stories, but I wanted to make more of an impact. So it was like, man, this mess in my message. And there was a lot of mess in that message. I wanted to just kind of prevent some people from dealing with the same crap that I dealt with. Right. So I went, you know, as I said, I had some funny stories in there that can make you crack up. But the other side of it too, is there was some pretty hardcore stuff in there. You know, there's some stuff in there to do with addiction. There was some stuff in there to do with a lot of relatable things that a lot of people go through again, just through my lens, which was a very unique lens. Right. So mm-hmm. it's just- I remember that from, from when, uh, the last time you were on the show, we talked a bit about how you found you, you were, it was almost like an eye opener for you. Just totally. how much function there was in the entire uh, industry. I mean, how, man. how many people were doing the drugs? How many people were involved in, in really risky ac- activities of all kinds? And you kept Including away from me. all of it. But, well, well, but no, you kept no, away from a lot of it, though. You did. You, you yeah. were talking about how you did. You, you was, stayed away from the drugs, for instance. You didn't really get into all that scene. You were just kind of well, like, what? What's going on here? Well, I did and I didn't. Well, like, there was certain things that I wouldn't do, right? Like, everybody has their line, so to speak. Yeah, right? yeah. But, I mean, but when it came down to it, like, I... I did through my entire career here in Canada, like I was really, really devoted to staying really clean on, on my body in general, because I knew that this career was going to be based off of being able to maintain a certain image. So it's like, you start screwing up well, your career is going to be over pretty quick. That's uh, so I did retain, like maintained a long career due to taking care of myself pretty well. But when I went to Florida, that all kind of changed when I got down there because I went into that world, that new world that was completely different. Nobody normalized me. Like I wasn't in the world of, of Canada anymore. I was in spring break world where everybody was dropping ecstasy. Oh, boy. You know, it was like, hey, you know, and ecstasy opened up that door to emotions. That door didn't take me where I wanted to go, but I'm glad I walked through it because I actually learned how to express emotion, which I couldn't do before. Like, so there's, there's a plus, there's a, there's a bonus to the side of it, I guess you could say. But, but when it comes down to, like I say, like the other people that you're associated with, I don't look up down upon a lot of those folks because when it comes down to it, I'd be hypocritical to do that. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad that I didn't take the road that a few people that I know took. Um, because they didn't really, I guess you could say, have the same type of career as I had. And no, I don't know anybody that lasted 25 years in the game. I don't really, I just don't know anybody that's done it. So being real, but that's just the way it worked out. And, and, you know, at the same time, like it's not putting myself on any pedestal saying that it's just more. So I'm just trying to tell my truth about what happened in the past. And I'm just like anybody else, really. I just had a really weird career. (laughs) it's, It's actually more like you were one of the few who actually managed to stumble across the finish line. Yeah. At, at the, the finish line, stumbling it across, stumbling across it as the guy that I never wanted to be. 
That's the funny part of it. Like, you know, I remember I was very, and I don't know if I mentioned this last time, but when I was first starting out, I looked at this one guy and he was like mid forties and really shouldn't have been on stage anymore. Like even the, the crowd wasn't responding to him. He was just kind of out there having to do what he had to do. Mm-hmm. And I've always said that I don't want to ever be the guy that has to do what they have to do. I want to be doing what I love to do, not being forced. And so when right. I saw that guy at that age, I thought, oh, I never want to be him. Like whatever happened, I just never want to be him. And then ironically in the end, and my very last show, I got, I actually got convinced to go out and do a show after I'd already chose to retire. Really? So, yeah. And that was really weird because like, this was the funniest part is that I'd already kind of been out of it for a while and I wasn't even working out really. And I wasn't even tanned and nothing. I only got even shaved. And so, and I, I, I think I had one costume left and one G string that I kind of had collecting <laughs> dust in the closet, so to speak. I hadn't even burned it, you know? And so like, I'm sitting there going, uh, last thing I want to do is a show. And then all of a sudden a friend from high school calls me up and she's like, Oh, Corey, you know, I have this friend of mine that's turning 40 years old. I'd really like you to do a show if you'd be open to doing it. And I was like, man, you don't want to see me. Like you really don't like I'm telling you. And she's like, Oh, come on, come on, come on. And so I just went, okay, whatever. And I just threw out a massively overinflated price, like three times what I would normally charge, like just mm-hmm. stupidly overinflated. So she'd just reject it. 10 minutes later, she calls me back. She's like, we're good to go. Oh, <laughs> right. That, that's where you sit back and say, damn, it should have been 10 times. Yeah. I should have really went <laughs> way higher. Yeah. And then, then I went out and did this act and it was like the wrong music and the wrong scene and just the wrong people. And it was just all wrong. And I just remember just walking out of that show at the end. And I was like, this G string that's collecting dust. I'm taking it out of my backyard. and I'm going to fire the sucker up and I'm burning it forever. And I burned it in the backyard and I haven't gone back since. So I'm not, but, but there's well, that was, that was to take out any doubt in your mind. Yeah. yeah that exactly. Retiring yeah. was the good thing. This, yeah, this honestly, was the final end. I mean, it was really yeah. cool. you had this. This is it. I'm done. There was yeah, Alex. Like, I mean, for sure. It's like if you want to diet, you don't leave the ice cream and all the stuff inside your kitchen, right? You don't take no, all, you you eat all, all the, the bad food, food out. You get rid of all the shit. <laughs> oh, you right? throw it so, out? No, I eat it. And then <laughs> oh, okay. I go on my diet. <laughs> okay. Well, that, that's yeah. being I'm like, oh, I'm going to start my diet on Monday. So we got to eat all this junk food by the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I just give it to my needy neighbor, but I couldn't do that with my G-string because he couldn't deal, <laughs> probably couldn't do much of shit with that. So. <laughs> Not a used G-string. <laughs> I jokingly said that for so many years. After I get out of the dance industry, I'm going to start a secondhand sex toy shop. Definitely. Oh, you know, used sex toys. Corey's used sex toys. <laughs> that store will never make money. <laughs> well, it'll open up Monday and close on Tuesday because the health department will come through. But that's another right. <laughs> Have you seen what people sell on the internet? There was a girl that was bottling her farts for crying out loud and selling <laughs> Oh my god! Money. Yes. So, yes. Like, I mean, I've seen it on TikTok. There are women teaching you how to bottle your farts and make money. It's oh serious. Exactly. Yes. Because well, there's creepy guys I mean, buying farts. It's terrible. And these girls you. are making money. We should all go into businesses, start a secondhand used sex toy shop. We'll make a fortune. Listen, way more I don't want to give us. nobody pink eye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Well, that's the first 20 minutes of this show has been interesting now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ironically, um, Corey, you don't know this about me, but I was a stand-up comedian. I actually did a show in a strip club once. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. It was interesting. It, it was interesting. Um it was a it was a male female strip club, so it's like okay. you get ready all in the green room, but the green room's like where everyone gets ready, and it's like oh, okay, so we're all it's just a giant locker room back here. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah, can I but have I, some plastic before I sit down? Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> like where was COVID? I needed my my hand sanitizer. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> For the entire room. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Like, I'm just going to stand, thank you. (laughs) You know what I love about stand-up comedians, though, in general? I give a lot Mm -hmm. of credit to stand-up comedians because you guys walk right into the fire and face failure. You just walk right in and you're just like, yeah, bring it. If I fail, okay, I'm going to learn, but I'm going to go do it it again. Yeah, just do it again. It's just like, Mm -hmm. there's not many, that's a rare breed that can do that. So I I salute you. That's a lot. Thank you. That's that's the one from the guy that took off his clothes for a living, so, That's true. (laughs) 
And, and as far as somebody like me is concerned, both of them are like way out in outer space. And, I, and I'm the one with the outer space background. So, I mean, that's oh, really man. way out there. Come on, Walt. Come on, Walt. I think we're going to hire you. I'll be your agent. You can be the con- you can be the podcast Listen, comic Walt book stripper. Is six eight. He could make the money, honey. Dang. Yeah. Six foot. I used to say six foot four and hung to the floor, but I got to make something up for six foot eight. Six foot eight. He'll make you feel great. Welcome, Walt Thiessen. Bring it on. I'm glad that Louise isn't listening to this episode. Oh my god! And if I can make a stand-up comic crack up, I'm in the wrong game right now. What the hell am I doing over here? Oh my god! He said six four and hung to the floor. Wow! All right then. I used to actually have some great toasts when I used to MC too. It was great. I remember like my toasts. I can still remember the toasts. Um, here's to the girl in the little red shoes. She drinks her liquor. She drinks her booze. She's not a virgin, but that's no sin because she's still got the box as the cherry came in. That was a good one. Ooh. Yeah, that was, that was a good one. Uh, what was the other There's one? There's never a snare drum and trap around when you need one. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, what's the other one now? Oh God, I can't remember it anyway. Whatever. Yeah. I used to <laughs> love doing MCing. That was a lot of fun too. Man, but man. I, I still miss the adrenaline rush of being on stage it was better than any drug, drug I ever did. I, I really enjoyed it. Getting emotions out of people. Like I said, laugh, cry, whatever. I love it. Mm-hmm. Love it. Well, we call this your daily dose of happy, but we're hitting a new level today. I think. There you go. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, the reactions yeah. we're getting from the people in the live stream. Debbie's saying, I, I can't even tell you how much I need to laugh today. So thank you all. Is Sam, that yeah, Debbie, me too. Me is too. That our, is that your Debbie? Uh, um, like Debbie sure. that was on? I, I'm not, no, I'm not sure which Debbie this is. It's just, oh. listening name Debbie. It's just, okay. I was, was saying, yeah. I was on Debbie's show earlier today. That's what I was wondering. Oh, Debbie G. Debbie. No, this isn't Debbie G. This is a different oh, okay. Debbie. I know who you mean. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Grata yeah, Debbie. Debbie. Yeah, WG does the Friday show with me, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Sam's saying this is a hilarious episode so far. In fact, he he also made a comment earlier. He says, I'm not sure which is more peculiar, selling or buying bottled farts. I have to agree with him on that one. Ooh, that's that's bad either I think way. buying is definitely the creepier part. <laughs> is it really? I mean, I, I just, imagine the process of bottling it. I mean, really? Like, think about it, though. Like, you, you have, okay, say I have a dress I want to get rid of. Okay, I'm going to sell it on Marketplace. But what the person does with the dress, if that's what makes it the creepy part. Like, if, if you're going to dress up a dead body, like, that's yeah. what makes it the creepy part. So yeah. it's not the bottling the farts. I mean, it's weird. It's not the bottling the farts. It's what they're doing with the farts that they get. Yeah, they should have a warning label. That's the first time I ever heard a dress compared to a fart. Well, I'm just talking about selling goods online. Okay. I think yeah. that the, the bottom fart should have a warning label for sure, because it is hazardous to your health. I mean, if you are yes. breathing that stuff in, it's not good for you. It's worse than something. No, it's right. definitely not. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. If you get that too close to your face, you're going to get pink eye. It's terrible. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway. Also, yeah. it should be labeled feel... on what you ate. Wow. I feel so much more connected to you guys now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm feeling grossed out is what I feel. Like. I'm, I'm no, just a little queasy. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I got OCD, so I would definitely be labeling mine like Taco Tuesday or like <laughs> <laughs> Watermelon Wednesday, you know. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You what can, have you can we unleashed? It's almost, like different, <laughs> it's almost like different strains of weed. Exactly. Like, exactly. <laughs> But you can only come to Alex to get Taco Tuesday, so get your subscription today. <laughs> I don't know how to convey this, Corey, but Thursdays are usually great. They're great because, not just because of Alex, but also Dan, who can't be here today. When those two get going, it's, it, it gets really crazy. Alex, I think we've exceeded the Alex and Dan show. Possible. Not going to be possible. I mean, this is just wild. Yeah, I know, I'm gonna text I know. Dan later and be like, "We're we're starting a fart selling business, so get on board." <laughs> you know what? And, and, and I can wait to see his reaction on that one. <laughs> and, and I just I just oh. did that. I, I just did Dan's show recently as well. I know Dan well, so yeah, it's actually pretty oh cool. He's a great God. guy. Love he Dan. Great I know guy. exactly his reaction. Yeah, he's gonna say, "So, what flavors are we selling to the vegans?" <laughs> That's right. And, and you know what? When he, when he says it, Alice, he would say it so good with his accent that people yeah. would respect him. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, isn't that nice that he said that so eloquently? <laughs> oh, Everything in a British accent sounds so much yeah. worse. Just so much better. Thoughts, b- bottle the thoughts. Bottle them. <laughs> 
<laughs> God, I'm dying over here. <laughs> this is the funniest episode I've done ever. I swear, this is the best well, one. Well, welcome to Thursdays. And you know what? Nope. Yeah, on top of that, I was even showing Debbie earlier. I have uh, a taco pussy, cat. Pussy tacos. <laughs> pussy tacos. Okay. With nachos in space that actually kind of fit the background that Walt has right now. It's just like it is. It's space back there. There's nachos flying in space with the pussy tacos. Debbie oh my just killed herself laughing. We were losing it over the pussy tacos earlier. It's so funny. Now, now I'm looking behind me to see if they're floating behind me in space. Yeah, right. That would be. No, good I'm waiting movie. for your. I'm waiting for your cat to walk by just to make it <laughs> yeah, <even> better. Right. <laughs> and of course, Corey, he's a black cat, so it would just add to the whole effect, you know. But um, I, I have a black oh cat God. too. I so really, honestly, do. Like, yeah, his name's Higgins. But yeah, Higgins. Okay, Higgins. Yeah, named after the original Magnum PI character. I know you I can remember, remember that well. character. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, yeah. Good yeah. old Higgins. I'm yeah. sorry, who? Yeah, I know. It's, it's, she, she's the queen of TV, but only up, uh, you know, before only the, up until I was born. My bad. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> starting like the, the, the turn of the millennium. Anything before that, forget it. She doesn't. Know. Yeah, no, nothing. Nothing ever happened before you were born. So <laughs> that's what I. That's what I've been telling my mother. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what did you even do before I got here? How bored were you? <laughs> yeah, it must have been a boring world. It's yeah. Like people about the pre-internet world. I mean, what'd you guys do? <laughs> well, obviously, they were bored enough to have sex and make me, so. That's about it. They did That's something. Wow. It was the best decision they ever made. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Glad they didn't have the ability to go to the used sex toy shop. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been born with a third eye with a yeast infection. That's what <laughs> My pH would have been all the way off. Like, <laughs> oh my god! Oh, this is epic. Oh man, I gotta wipe the tears out of my freaking eyes over here. This is great. This, this is so the way funny. it goes on the show. I mean, this, no, we're reaching new levels today. I have to admit to that. <laughs> yeah, but this is the way it goes because we we can actually start the show feeling kind of blah. And, yeah. And, and, and I'm, honestly, that's where you were. I, you were looking yeah. lower than I'd seen you in a long time. And yeah, it's been a while. Gone, and oh my that god! All of a sudden, you're back to the old Alex again. It's like, within- well, he's six four, and then straight to the floor. So I was like, <laughs> okay, I'm here for it. Let's go. <laughs> Don't even get me talking about my uh, my uh, my sex toy soap dish idea for the bathroom. Uh, that you will we'll go and no, we'll be no, here for too days. Late. You got to say it. What happened? Please tell. <laughs> all the tea. All the. You, you can't just leave it hanging like that. It's not- <laughs> you just can't. <laughs> That's what she said. Yeah. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> I have never seen Alex fall over. That is great. <laughs> oh my god, I thought I was the only one who did that's what she said joke. Stop. <laughs> so being that I worked I actually did actually work in a sex toy shop while I was a dancer in Florida, kinda of like moonlighting over there. And uh-huh. so Yeah, I saw some interesting sex toys, you know, they had everything from like the the, the 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 Jenna Jameson vagina that was basically in a pelvis and all the rest of it. So I thought to myself, wouldn't it be great if you just were in the shower and you had a soap dish that you could just kind of turn around and do what you had to do in the shower and just kind of clean it off and friggin' slide it back in there and it's convenient and you get clean at the same time. Like, you know, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> just a thought to the phrase clean fun is what it really yeah does. clean fun you don't even need any glowing purse shampoo you just do it to it <laughs> <laughs> while you're hanging around in here you know so. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting grosser and grosser in a minute How well, that's a a trick. But, but isn't that the trick i mean even when as a stripper certainly how far do you go before it becomes raunchy? Before it becomes just that not acceptable? <laughs> there's no rules. There's, I mean, no rules. <laughs> there's just no rules. No rules for comedians either. No, there's no rule. I mean, really, you know, I mean, that's what I'm trying to say, though, Walt, is that, you know, I'm when I'm discussing these things as far as even the stories in my book and stuff, these are from a foregone era of complete and total political incorrectness. Like, you couldn't get away with this <laughs> now. Right? You say that to somebody and like now and it's like, oh my God, this generation would be so triggered they'd be in their bedroom crying for the rest of the day because they heard about some guy that spread per shampoo on his, you know, glowing soap dish in his freaking shower and all of a sudden it's like, <laughs> Jesus, their brain just goes, <laughs> you know, so can't handle that stuff in this generation. We, we were tough back then. We were the kids that fell off bikes with no helmets on and played with lawn darts. 
right? Speak so for yourself. Can't. I was not that kid at all. I What's was, a lawn you dart? Know? You don't even. Oh, Alex, you did. You, oh, you missed out. Lawn darts were the best. They, they, they were, they like were legalized just, weapons. They, they were legalized okay. weapons. Yeah. They were like you ever you ever heard of like playing horseshoes? Yeah. Okay, same thing, but with darts. So you have this dart, right? Oh it's my got, god! Like, Freaking little wings on it. And you throw it up in the air and you try to like stick it closest to the pin. Right? So, like, people would throw it up in the air and, of course, you know. And this injuries. is like a heavy thing. This is not it like. It could just land like on any mouth. child, though. Oh, yeah, totally, right? So, that was what the 70s were all about. Throw some laundrons oh, around right. in the backyard, right? Oh, yeah. my God. Laundrons yeah. were a thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and cool. I have to admit, I never heard of anybody being assaulted with a laundrons, and I'm kind of shocked <laughs> I never heard about it. Because seriously, wow. they, these things were weapons. True story. They were weapons for they real. They really were. I mean, yeah, I thought growing up in the 80s was rough. Jeez. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. No, no. The 80s was actually the 80s was great. I was glad I was a teenager in the 80s. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. It was awesome. <laughs> so good. So good. I had the, like, long blonde Bon Jovi hair, like the, the perm streak stuff. They were I believe it. I can picture it. Totally. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I worked it as much as I could, and then I decided to get out of that and cut it and go to the stripping game. Yeah. Whatever. Wait, you cut it and then went in the strip? Bro. Yeah. yeah, I did. You know I how did. much more money you would have made if you kept the hair? <laughs> you know, I think that it depends on who it would have been for, because for myself, anyway, where I was going, I, I, I'll tell you a quick little story. I was actually mm-hmm. in, I was in a modeling agency, and it was um, called Richards in Vancouver, actually, and I thought, duh, I thought to myself, if I'm going to be in this industry, I need to have short hair at that time because mm-hmm. it was very in style at that time. So I went and cut mm-hmm. my hair after I had my portfolio put together. I walk in with this portfolio with long hair and go, oh, here you go. You know, oh, no. what, what can we do here? Like, are you going to put me onto the catwalk? What are we going to do? We're going to do print. And she's like, you shouldn't have cut your hair. Told you. Like, what? She's like, yeah, if you had to cut your hair, you'd be in Italy right now. But we were looking for a long-haired guy, and you just cut your oh! hair. Yeah, so I made that mistake just just assuming that that was what the world mm-hmm. wanted. Looking through my lens, as I have yeah. so many times, not getting other people's feedback, which is something that I've definitely learned in life to get other people's yeah. feedback. And so that was a mistake. Yeah, yeah. I learned the hard way. Not as hard as stripping off the, falling off the stage, but still. It was, it was so so, well, after yeah. a while, you get to the point where comparison becomes almost impractical. I mean. Yeah, it's just, that was a tough thing for me, actually, was comparison and perfection. I dealt with that, like, quite a bit. Mm. It was like, the, you know, most of my adult life, I was just in that game. Like, whether it was a bodybuilding stage or the stripping stage or whatever, we were always comparing against each other. And now mm-hmm. we've got social media where everybody everybody has that infiltrated into their lives and their houses and their airbrushed world of social media. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I try to deflect that as much as possible and work against that grain. So trying to kind of what you can control in your own little bubble anyway. So hey, mm-hmm. hey, Alex, I don't know if you saw Debbie's comment, the last one that she wrote in. This this will give you an idea of how dangerous it could be growing up in the this little kid world of the seventies and eighties. She says I can't see my... the comments because see that's yeah. why my phone keeps hanging up because every time I go to look at the comments I accidentally yeah, hit the yeah, back yeah. button and it hangs up. So Please yeah. tell me oh. what's going on. I will read oh. it to you. It says the boys in my neighborhood used to shoot at us girls with BB guns. I got shot. Oh. <clears throat> I got shot in the boob. Thankfully, it was just a little BB. Oh my god! Yeah, I got shot in the vagina with a paintball gun. Oh, first and last Ouch. time I'll ever paintball. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, that that just hurts thinking about it. Yeah, hurts remembering. <laughs> At least somebody could have recorded it and put it on YouTube, so you could have monetized it. Man, <laughs> there was there was nothing to record back then. <laughs> That's what I'm screaming. Same here. I get yeah. it. Yeah, I get it. Even oh, for Debbie there, if she had gotten the, the, the BB gun boob shot, she probably could have made some money on YouTube too. Yep. Yeah. If YouTube was available at that time. Yeah. Well, back true. then you could have made money on, uh, what is that? American, America's funniest videos. Yeah. There yeah, we go. Yeah. Maybe if they would show it, possibly. Yeah. Hard to tell. They People show guys getting kicked in the nuts all day. Yeah. Yeah. But is that never really gets old. Thing? Yes. Mm-hmm. Still is funny. I don't know. Never gets old unless you're the person that's getting kicked in the nuts. That is, I don't, then it gets I, old I don't think for guys getting kicked in the nuts is hilarious, but no, even I find it is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, well, it's just strange, painful. That's all it is. I mean, yeah, well, you're, you're getting punched in the booth is no fun either. <laughs> for about twenty seconds, it's it's just you're, there, there's no 
there's nothing else in your world except pain. Okay. Yeah, yeah. This has been a very mature conversation for the first 40 minutes of this podcast. I think you've gone through lawn darts, BB guns in the booze, paintballs in the vagina, and freaking stripper stories of perch, glowing perch shampoo. God, can we sink any lower, you guys? Well, like, I'll tell you so what. I, I did have second thoughts after we talked about having you come back. I said, Jesus, this is a really good idea. Yes, yes, a very good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I co-sign on this. Come back any Thursday you want. <laughs> Hey, you can't laugh at yourself. You can't laugh at anybody else. And I love to laugh. So, Big facts. Big facts. I'll, I'll, I'll make, I'll always tell some self-deprecating story to be able to make people laugh. I don't mind. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. So, so then let's hold you to that one. What's the next story? You got to tell us one more. Oh, God. Okay. Let me think here. <laughs> it sounds uh, like we're going down the list. Him, right? Let's go down the list. Okay. So I got a gooder here. I think we're, we're are we in a family friendly environment? No. No. Okay. Well, we so, don't market it as for children, so it's not really designed as a program for for people under eighteen. So we're kind PG-13. of thirteen. Are we PG thirteen? If we, I can't tell the story well, for PG thirteen. If we're in between R and X, we're, we're, we're more like PG seventeen. I mean, it's like okay, PG seventeen. I'll say yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I was seventeen when I started stripping in the nightclub, so I'm going to roll with this. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> So there was a show one time. This is kind of a funny story. I haven't told this, but it is in my book where, um, I was in Florida and there was a, we had a main club that we worked at in Northern Florida. It was the largest beach club in North America. So we used to actually work there through the spring and through the summer. And then when we hit the winter, we'd go out on the road and run all over the Southeastern U.S. and into Canada and everything else. So in the spring and summer, we used to kind of do this rotation where we'd do, uh, I think it was Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays at the main club in, in Panama City. And then we would move over to this other club in Fort Walton Beach or Destin, Florida. That mm-hmm. was kind of a Saturday night and Thursday night gig, right? So we went out to do this Saturday night. It was on a lot, it was on a long weekend. I'll never forget it. It was like, I think it was July 4th, one of the big weekends, right? So there's a shitload of people in there and everybody's partying and there's men upstairs and then all the ladies are downstairs for the ladies night, right? So, mm-hmm. and, but the men could actually see the ladies night from upstairs. But then after the ladies night and all the show was over, they mm-hmm. actually used to hold a wet t-shirt contest after that. And I don't know if you guys have ever been to the dirty South before and seen wet t-shirt contests in the dirty South, but it's pretty raw. Like it's mm-hmm. pretty crazy stuff that happens at wet tees. not just about dropping water on some girl's boots. It goes further. It really does. Some nights it gets really crazy on this particular night. It was insane. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, so me and the guys, we do our show, and I was like band of brothers with these guys, right? Like, we were like just a bunch of toxic twins. We were partying our tails <laughs> off. Toxic one twins. guy was drinking. One guy was doing cocaine. One guy, me, was doing ecstasy. You know, the other, you know, <laughs> right? The other guy was smoking pot. So, like, all four of us were doing different shit this night, right? Like, we're just being stupid. So, we're all in our little bubbles having fun, and then all of a sudden, the club owner says, hey, guys. We want you to be special guest judges tonight for the wet t-shirt contest. Oh, Meanwhile, five minutes ago, I just dropped a hit of ecstasy in my mouth. Oh, right? my so I'm just like, where this is going. Oh, okay. Perfect. I guess I'll get to entertain for a little while longer while I'm ripped out of my skull. This is going to be fun. <laughs> oh, good so, grief. so anyway, we uh, were all like, okay, we took it on. And so of course, you know, we were the judges. We're sitting there between our, behind our table. We all have our cards with our numbers on them and stuff. And each girl's coming up and she's doing a different show or a different thing. And it was pretty tame. You know, the girls are getting the ice dropped, or the ice and water dropped on them. They got the shirt on and all that. Same old thing. And we've seen a million wet t-shirt contests. So no big deal. We're all kind of laughing about it. And then all of a sudden this one girl comes up and she was a stripper. Like she was, there was no denying it. She was a professional. She probably worked at one of the clubs fairly close to the area. She's going to, she's going to come over here. She's going to get the fricking prize for the wet t-shirt contest. She's going to go above and beyond everybody. Cause that's what she does on her stage anyway. Right. So she goes up there and I swear this happened and it's just the worst. And it's so, so hardcore. So she has, she has this little like, kind of like bottoms, swimsuit bottoms and she has a lollipop stuck in on the side of her little swimsuit bottom and she comes out there and she's got her t-shirt on with her you know swimsuit top on and she comes out takes the water like a champster and wheels the thing off and the crowd goes wild right mm-hmm. and but she pumps it up a notch and they had these on that main stage on the top they had these three speaker boxes that were maybe like two feet tall and we used to stand on them when we would be doing shows, get a crowd going and stuff. This girl 
goes down and does a split over top of these two speaker boxes, oh, takes her lollipop out of her frickin' side of oh, her little thing, <laughs> sticks it in her <laughs> mouth, goes, pulls it out of her mouth, and then slides okay. it right up in there. <laughs> doing a split. Okay. Okay, doing a split. The whole place goes absolutely bananas. Like, just goes nuts. She, and then the poor blonde girl that's walking out there after her, like, you know, she's like innocent little girl from Alabama that's just like, out of college it. and she's just like, yeah. forget it. You, you yeah, right. <laughs> you know, so meanwhile, a little while later, me and the guys are like, you know, we're of course worried about our buddies because I'm sitting up there watching this happen ripped on E. I'm just like, oh my God. And like, we're all, like I said, messed up on different stuff, watching this whole whacked out event happen from center stage, looking at this whole audience going crazy. Right. So that happened. And then we, after that incident, we were kind of looking around for my one buddy Taz in the group and we we're kind of like, okay, where are the Taz going? He was the one that was drinking. Right. So we're like walking around. We couldn't find him. So we were concerned because we always looked out for each other. And one of my buddies says, okay, I think he might be out in the turvan. So we wheeled around the back of the club and we were kind of like looking and we could kind of hear the turvan kind of shaking a little bit. And all of a sudden Brandon wheels open the side of the turvan, like slides the friggin' door open. And there's, there's Taz, one of the guys in the group. And he's with the girl, the lollipop girl in the back of the van, just, you know, just yeah. giving her right there in the back yeah. of the friggin' van. Right. And I'm just like, oh my God. Then after that happened, he did his thing. We closed down the bar. We go across the street to the Waffle House and we got into a freaking food fight with the Waffle House staff <laughs> at three o'clock in the freaking morning. So well, that that's all the, happened in that's one night. Waffle House, though. Waffle House is crazy. I love Waffle House. I do love <laughs> I've never actually been, but I've seen the videos. Like, it always pops off at Waffle House. Oh, Waffle House, crazy train down there. Yeah, yeah. Right. Awesome. Love some Waffle House, though. I miss that in Canada. We don't have no Waffle House here. So we, we're deprived. We just, just have curious. we have the waffle igloo. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just say that. I, I'm In the summer, it's the waffle teepee. Anyway, I'm curious to know how many waffle houses have you been thrown out of? I've never been thrown out of a Waffle House, actually, because I was a steady customer. I was a regular. Like, you know, they would just come in. They'd be like, just like Norm on Cheers. They'd be like, Corey. <laughs> they'd walk okay. in. And be like, Hash brown, scattered, smothered, chunked, and capped. Bring it. You know, mm-hmm. so they, they knew right away. <laughs> I'm just I, kidding. No, I, I never I knew. Waffle, yeah, I did the Waffle House tour for a while. It was a good time. In fact, they even my guys in my group actually, because I used to take the girls after shows instead of just going back to the hotel room. I take them to Waffle House and get to know them because I actually like like to get to know people. So right. they actually presented me with a Waffle House like tag one night on stage. Like, they had one made in my G string. They actually gave me one and pinned it on my G string. <laughs> the actual Waffle House tag. So good. Yeah, yeah, just the stories are endless, man. They're just endless. We can go on for days. So you know, five years, Alex right? knows that I'm, I am a pretty good host. I'm pretty good at asking questions. I'm pretty good at keeping the flow going. Oh, but I, I have well, questions. Well, good. I'm glad because after that last one, I'm speechless. Okay, good. So how realistic is Magic Mike? Uh, it's partial. It's partial? Little Hollywood. If you took my life, you'd get Magic Mike, Joe Dirt, and Forrest Gump. You throw them all together, you got me. I went on I went on the eight-year Forrest Gump walk. I dated a girl from Georgia. I kind of had a mullet. And on top of that, freaking, I stripped like a mother for like eight, 25 years. So, you know, throw them all together. <laughs> oh, my God. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Wait, where did the Joe Dirt, dirt part come in? Because that, that's well, what I, I lived. I lived in the southern U.S., Gotcha. I, I lived in Georgia and, mm-hmm. you know, I definitely saw a lot of redneck stuff when I lived in Georgia, being a guy from Canada that was, you know, kind of not from that type of place. Right. Kind of in, in your face. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I like defying the rules, though. Like I, 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 me and my ex-wife, we always put ourselves in places where a lot of other people wouldn't go. We always like, you know, we were the only white folks in the freaking the comedy club and Macon, Georgia, we'd go to BET Comedy Night because we'd just be in there like having a blast with everybody. We didn't even, right. we had a blast. In fact, that was probably where we had the most fun because, uh, and we were actually more, I guess you could say, welcomed with open arms because we were just out there having a good time with everybody and we didn't give a right. crap. 
you know? So like that was something that I could do because I'm very open to multicultural society and I don't care. Like here in Canada, we've got every color under the, under the sun here. Right. And it's like, there's goods and bads with everything, everywhere you go, but yeah, the blatant racism was just crazy to me when I first showed up in the States, especially in the South, you know, and I think it was my first, I think it was my first couple of weeks that I, I was there, actually. And we went to a little place called Op, Alabama. Here's a story for you, Walt. So we go to Op, 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 Op Alabama. I can hardly wait. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're just sitting on the edge of your seat. Pretty so, much, yeah. I'm, so, I'm yeah, hanging so, on to outer space with both hands. In outer space. <laughs> <laughs> and so, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so we, we showed up there and, you know, we had to get gas and pulled up to this gas station. And right on the gas station door, it said whites only. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like, what year was this? Was like about 20 years ago almost. Yeah. Really? yeah. Wow. That's mm-hmm. right. I, I just sat there and I was like, just, I couldn't believe what I was looking at. Yeah. I, I could not believe what I was looking at. From where I'm from, I was like, that is as backwards as it freaking gets and so mm-hmm. absolutely devastatingly wrong in so many ways. So I was that's like, what cracks even... me up about people who are like, oh, get over racism. It was so long ago. No, bro. No, no. <laughs> Not at it's all. break it to you. It's still no. here. <laughs> yeah, 150%. I that's yeah. pretty blatant. Let's be honest. That's really blatant. Mm-hmm. Actually, mm-hmm. I, most, most of the racists have kind of learned to some degree how to cover it up if they really want to. But that's, mm-hmm. that's just in a way, like, totally in, a, in your face. In a strange way, though, what's worse? Anyways, but what I'm saying yeah. is, is that, like, I, we did that and then we found gas at a different gas station. It wasn't about to fund that one. And so right. we ended up, we ended up at this show. And this funny thing was the show was at like a community hall. It wasn't even like a bar, right? And so we mm-hmm. walked, we showed up there. This actually happened and it's hard to even believe that it did, but we, we showed up and you know, there was a few women that were already there when we walked in the door or whatever. And I was just about to walk in. I turn around, and I look and I see coming in the driveway. I swear it was a woman on a fricking tractor. She drove a tractor to the gig. <laughs> and drove in and parked a tractor. That is the most southern the thing I've world. heard of all day. <laughs> that was some redneck shit right there. I was just like, wow, just mind boggled. And then we did the show and it was just absolute mayhem because like it always seemed like the Bible Belt areas were like where women were just like so starved of attention from their mm. husband in the wrong in the right way that they were like just itching to get out there and feel a male body for a little while. So it was kind of like we did wow. this show and God, we barely got out of the Polaroids and we had to like pretty much run and get into the freaking turban and bail out of there because like somebody was going to get hurt. It was crazy. It was just wow. really crazy. So yeah. Dirty out there. Yeah, the Bible Belt area has got a little nuts. In fact, there was one, there was even one we did in Rome, Georgia that was really funny. And there's, there's some hardcore stories that come with these territories that I won't even get into, but there was one that was just kind of like when you really think about like you, when you have to be creative with entertainment, right? And there's mm-hmm. sometimes when things happen, like, you know, imagine Alex, if you're up there on stage and you're doing a comedy night and the speaker system blows out, what do yeah. you do? What do you do? Yell. Yeah, right? You do something. You gotta do something. You show must go on, right? Yeah. So so we were in Rome, Georgia, and we did the show again in a community hall, and all of a sudden we were like midway through and the speaker system blew out on a ladies' night. And I'm on the freaking mic and I'm I'm the MC, right? So I'm like, Okay, so um we can do one of two things, ladies. We can end the show right now. And it was like pause. Everybody's just losing it. No, no, no. And I'm like, Okay, then cool, cool. Well, I'm gonna need your help. I need some audience participation here and we will continue the show and we will dance our asses off, but y'all have to clap to the beat. So let's get going. Mm-hmm. Start clapping. And I swear those girls clapped for like a freaking hour. They just wow. kept clapping and clapping and clapping. And we just kept going and collecting tips and we had more fun doing that show. It was crazy as it was because it was total crowd participation. And yeah, everybody gotta love in. the crowd participation. Oh God, we had a blast. And again, those are the ones that you remember, like the, the ones mm-hmm. that are the injuries or the ones that made you laugh your ass off, whatever it is, like all the other shows in between could have went off perfectly without a hitch. I don't even remember. But the ones that you had all that crazy stuff happen, yeah, those are the ones you remember, right? So, yeah, so funny. No end to it. There, there is absolutely no doubt that you had a ton of fun. You just, <laughs> I mean, there, there are things that anybody, lots of people could come up with reasons why you shouldn't do what you were doing, you know, that there's all kinds of pitfalls in the career. But it's oh, really clear you had a lot of fun. Oh, dude. You know, and, and I mean, 
there was there was some down times without a doubt. Like I I had some heavy struggles, you guys. Like I mean, like I say, like when it was mainly when I was alone. Like mm-hmm. it comes down to the loneliness thing, right? Like you know, when the lights went down, sort of stuff, right? And everybody, when you're in the spotlight, everybody wants a piece of your ass for whatever reason, whether it's money, whether it's to get into the club. There's always some mm-hmm. other reason they weren't your real friends, right? And then like you get into that zone of drugs, and then all of a sudden, like you're kind of alone inside that group, and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden you're you're going into a different environment where maybe you're in a place where you don't know anyone, and then all of a mm-hmm. sudden you're kind of looking for that connection, and there is not around. And then you're by yourself and it's like sunrise and, you know, you're still strung out and you haven't slept for like 36 hours. And then, you know, like you get into this really weird headspace and that's where a lot of people end up, you know, cause they, yeah. you get into that zone where you're not rational anymore. Right. And I was mm-hmm. there. And if it wasn't, if it wasn't for the upbringing that I had, if it wasn't for the grandfather that raised me with his morality and his integrity and a lot of the things that he instilled in me, I probably wouldn't be here right now. And the shame of that part is, is truthfully is, is that he passed away without knowing that he saved my life a couple of times, but I didn't want him to know the rest of the stories in the book, to be honest, because I wanted him to still retain that thought of that kid that he raised, right? Like I wanted him to actually still have that innocence in the way that he thought about me and be proud of me instead of like, Oh, the guy just, you know, did some crazy stuff like slipping and purging. But, but that, that's really, that's an interesting dichotomy though. That really mm-hmm. is because what you're describing right there, because on the one hand, you describe him as somebody who taught you to be moral. And on the other hand, yeah. you engage in behaviors that most people would consider to be ridiculous. And, yeah, and that's but an what interesting you... dichotomy. That's very interesting. I'm not judging but, it. Yeah. I'm just saying that, the, wow, that's oh, really quite a, a spread there, quite a range. True, Walt, but I didn't hurt anybody. You know, the only person I was hurting through my entire career was myself at times. Mm-hmm. And, and, and on top of that, like the interesting thing was my dad was a bridge builder, right? So like he was like the guy that liked to build stuff. And so like when I went into the industry at 17 and he knew, like I was, I didn't hide it from my family. Like that's the crazy part. Like I told him I was in high school and I was like, yeah, this is, I got offered a job working at a strip at a club. Like, and they were like, well, you know what, kid, if you don't, if you keep your grades up and you're not getting screwed up on <laughs> drugs, like, yeah, I as long as you, you can have school, a job, I mean, less money school. out of my pocket. <laughs> yeah, like, as long, seriously, they literally said that to me. You get your ass to school and you don't get messed up on drugs. Fill your boots, kid. Go have a good time. Do what you want wow. to do. Because they already raised three kids before me. So they were like, if they're going to hold Oh, back, you're the baby. You get away with murder. Oh yeah, I did. Totally, totally did. Totally did. Yeah. No, I bet really. that firstborn was not allowed to be a stripper at 17 years old. I bet. D- different generation. No. They yeah. Have done it. They were yeah. out in the back playing with lawn darts. Those were safe. <laughs> <laughs> safe is a relative word. Yes. It's shooting, yeah. B- shooting BBs at Debbie. You know. Like, <laughs> oh, Marty. So, yeah, no, it's just, uh, crazy what we, we, we do as parents because we don't have manuals, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of one of those things where I look back and go, yeah, they let me kind of do some crazy stuff. And then I also kind of think about it sometimes and I go, well, yeah, they actually passed down some crazy stuff that held me back from a lot of things in my life too that were like, you know, fears and limiting beliefs and, you know, not really being abundant, so to speak, by any means. Like they were actually more on the other side of it where they're like, ooh, money's evil and always keep a quarter in your pocket, Corey, because you might have to make a phone call one day. Well, that doesn't really apply anymore. But I'm just saying, you know, like it's just interesting when you, that root of all evil thing, the money is the root of all evil. Well, yeah. if you look at it that way, yes, it is. You are well, correct. You mentioned that parents don't have a manual, and you're right, but it's not just parents. It's also podcast hosts. <laughs> especially, when you interview, especially when you interview my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nobody ever explained to me, what do you do when your podcast goes completely off the rails because you invited it to? Yeah. You just ride it. Ride, oh God, that's ride about all you can do. <laughs> I hope that I get a plaque after this, Walt, that says LOA Podcast Guest of the Year. Like the, like the, <laughs> like the, like the plaque that they have at McDonald's. It's only Mark, bro. Calm month. down. <laughs> yeah, the, the Employee of the Month plaque, you know? Like, I, I, I don't know how to tell you this. It's not going to be a plaque. It's going to be a G-string. Oh, the golden <laughs> one? Is it a golden one? Like when they bronze it and they put it up like boots, like they bronze it and put it up, bronze that sucker. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> then there'll be no chance that anybody ever wears it. 
Well, there's yeah. one thing I do know for sure. We got our laugh today. We got our daily yeah. dose of happy. Yes. So thank you for it's helping awesome. us have the daily dose of happy, Corey. This uh, is so fun. This you guys. a laugh and a half. I seriously oh love it every time I come on this bad boy. And I'll, I'll be happy to come <laughs> on and, and, and blow Alex's mind again sometime when we can talk about all the crazy stuff that I've done in my past. But I want to, <laughs> I want you to actually tell me sometime next time, Alex, I want you to divulge a very embarrassing story that happened to you sometime. I showed you mine. You show me yours, girl. I don't know. See, I don't get embarrassed though. Okay. Well, you know, maybe somebody got embarrassed for you. I'm just saying, you know. I'll think about it. I'll have to think about it next time. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask around. I'm gonna ask around. Like, guys, what, what, what have I done that's embarrassing? I got, I got a podcast to do. I'm gonna take a general consensus. I'm gonna post it on Facebook and see what the comments say. And when you ask, talk to them about that. Ask them if they would buy an actual like shower soap dish. Ask them if they would buy from a secondhand sex shop. From a secondhand sex shop, because if that's the case, we are all going in business together. We are in business together. This is work now, boy. The gauntlet has been thrown down. It is picked up, and it has been posted on social media. So we're there. I'm making a TikTok after this. I'm telling you right now. I believe you. I believe you. Good stuff. Oh my god, this has been crazy. Hey, Corey, before we go. I mean, I don't even know if this is necessary, but do you want to let people know how to find you? <laughs> I don't even want to call it a plug. Somebody can take it the wrong way. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, God. Okay. Well, <laughs> let me get my composure, please. <laughs> composure? What's that? <laughs> oh, I, I think you said exposure. Okay, so. Oh, um, okay, all right. Yeah. It, it's, uh, poor Alex over here. I'm I just chilling. snorted, guys. I'm out of control. Oh, okay. It's uh, takeitoff.ca. Go to my website and get yourself a golden G-string. You can't get yourself a used sex toy there, but you can get yourself one hell of a great book. <laughs> takeitoff.ca. Uh, that's the place to go. Get my book on Amazon as well. I can barely get this even out. <laughs> you can get it on Amazon.com, Amazon.ca, Barnes & Noble, Chapters in Canada, whatever you want to go. You can find my book. Take it off. Just take it you, off. People. You did very well. And I think we're all going to need a, a towel after this one. So oh, thank God. you very much. This has been wonderful. <laughs> I got this it. I, I don't even have to do, thanks, man. I don't even have to do abs tonight. My stomach's right? freaking done. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is great. We got, we got everything done in one show. So thank you very much. Thank you. Good luck, podcast listeners. I hope you really enjoyed this one. If you didn't love this one, I don't know what to tell you. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we give up. Right? You don't like this one. You ain't going to like anything we got. <laughs> what I will tell you is this. We'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>